going on, everyone? I am Nick Estes, and this is episode four of Secrets of a Real Estate Entrepreneur. Uh, make sure to keep on sending me your questions. I love hearing from you and uh, giving you my expertise where I can. Uh, sorry I missed last week as things were super busy around here right now in my office. Uh, I currently have 12 projects underway with a bunch of new projects starting and finishing a bunch up also. So I'm kind of running around like a crazy person right now trying to make sure I, I dot every I and uh, all the projects are perfect before putting them either on the market or handing over the keys to the homeowner. So uh, John's here with me again today to ask me uh, your questions. So let's uh, jump right into it. Cool. How's everyone doing today? Uh, as always, I have a few questions here that you've given to Nick through social media or email. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. The first question is from Falcone underscore Jessica, and she's wondering, how do you hedge your risk against market cycles? And is there a way to reduce your risk of buying high if the market's going to crash perceivably? Sure. And I think this is a, a really good question as people need to really pay attention to what they're buying and you know when they're buying it and for how much um i think we all know that market markets kind of go in cycles so as far as like a short-term investment that you plan on holding maybe six months or a year um you should be safe if you if you know your numbers and you're buying correctly um you know whenever you buy any real estate you need to make sure you're purchasing under the market value no matter what and i've spoken about this a little bit before but I won't even buy a piece of land uh, that I'm putting a spec house up on if it's not you know, below market value. Um, even if I could you know, make money uh, building that on that piece of land, um, it's not a safe bet in my point of view. Now, you always want to set yourself up for the worst case scenario. Now, if, if something were to suddenly happen to me, if I was to get sick or to get in an accident, I always want to make sure that I set myself up so I'm protected if I had to liquidate uh, my properties. So I could do that without a loss. And unfortunately, you see a lot of this happening a lot. And person loses everything, they go into bankruptcy, and they ruin everything they've worked for. So uh, never get greedy and make sure you're always buying correctly. Um, now, this is even more so true, like a long term investment. So I will never purchase a property for a long term investment, if the value is more than let's say the previous crash. So do your research and know your numbers of what those comps were selling for in the, the past like low market, okay? Um, now, if you were to do that, you should be safe. As the upcoming crash, the prices should be higher than the previous. So that's a pretty general rule of thumb. Um, I always like to make sure I'm, I'm buying on the low though. So no matter what, unless it's a super deal, I try not to buy anything long-term during a high market. I mean, just, it's that simple. Um, but to take that even a step further, for a long-term investment, such as apartment building or something like that, I always want to make sure I'm buying something below the replacement cost. So think about that as well. So in other words, if I'm going to buy something for long-term, uh, I want to make sure that I can't build that same property for less money. Um, so there's areas like this all over the country right now in, in some markets, and there will be more in the next down circle, but there's multifamilies out there you can buy for 30, 40, 50,000. Now, and there's no way to rebuild that property on a piece of land for that much money. So that should be a, a safe buy, uh, depending on the market and what you where you see that going in the long term. Jessica, I hope that answers your question. If you have any more follow-ups, feel free to ask Nick. Uh, the next question we have here is from Simply Known. Uh, what would you suggest for entering the market? And what are the building blocks 
that you would recommend for a successful career? Sure. And I, and I see this kind of question a lot and I realize why, you know, starting out, you know, it's hard without the fundamentals. So I just kind of pinpoint a couple of things I think are pretty critical when starting out. You know, number one is knowledge. Um, you know, read and learn every single thing you, everything that you can. Um, two, try to get a mentor. Um, someone that's already in the business of where you want to be and see what they're doing. Shadow them, you know, um, and learn and learn from what they're doing. Uh, three, network with every realtor and investor in your market. Critical. Four, uh, get in the field and start learning the comps. Find out what things are buying and selling for. And, you know, and five, um, you know, have passion. You know, um, like anything in this life, if you're willing to work for it, you can have it. So just get out there and don't give up, you know, with the will, there's a way. So this is some, a couple points to kind of get started um, that should be kind of universal to help people out. And going forward, the next question is... Nick, I saw you put out a post last week about just asking people to ask you a question, um, if anything, around real estate. And I saw a lot of people asking questions around finance, and I know this is a huge question for a lot of people. So, you know, what is your, your top three ways to access finance? What would you recommend for people to get money out there? You know, how do they start? I know that's a huge Yeah, I think, I think it's what's one of the biggest uh, hurdles that someone has. You know, access to capital is one of the top things you need. Uh, to be successful in real estate. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that you you have to have a ton of cash already, but it does mean that you need to find ways to access that and leverage it for your success. Um, I'll start with, with one is private capital, um, also kind of known as hard money. Now, this is one of the best ways, in my opinion. Keep in mind, it's very expensive, um, but it's quick and easy, and it lets you move fast. And in my opinion, time is money. So and I like to move I like to move really quickly and do and do volume. So it works great for me. I mean it might not be perfect for everyone because of the cost, uh, but it is one way to to get access to money and do the deals. Now as long as you have pr- plenty of skin in the game and the numbers work, the cost of the money shouldn't affect it that much. And if the cost of the money is, is more than the profit, you shouldn't be doing it anyways. Um, two is you know try to find any private money lender. Now this could be, you know, family or friends true. Anyone that trusts you um, in your ability. Anyone that you know that has some money, maybe it's someone that has money in a 401k, you know, they, or it could be can you, can anybody. Three, um, you know, find some partners. Uh, find someone that has some capital that maybe doesn't want to lend to you, but maybe, you know, they could be the bank and you do the work and you split the profit. And I think that's a great way of starting out. Um, that's how I got going. And then another way is, you know, you do traditional financing. Um, it depends if you have the proper credit and the down payment. Uh, for most people, that's kind of a last resort. Um, but it's inexpensive. It's not quick. You know, it takes it takes a while, but it's an easy way if you if you have those credentials to do it. Going back, kind of the private money and you know the cost of money. Is there a number that you can kind of put on that? Is there a percent that is kind of the standard for that, or do you do you see Different numbers across the board. It's across the board. Um, as a general rule of thumb, you're probably going to be at least probably 12% interest. And then they're also going to charge you points on top of that. So they're probably going to charge you anywhere from three to five points as well. And that 12 number, you know, that varies too. It could be anywhere from 10 to 15 probably. You know, and the points can be anywhere from two to six to seven, depending on who you are, how much experience you have, you know, what area of the country you're in. So, I mean, really that adds up. 
I mean, that's expensive. I mean, the average deal, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar deal, um, you know, you might be spending 15, 20,000 on financing charges. So it is expensive, but um, like I said, you can move quickly. If you want to do volume, you need access to the capital. If you're doing, if you're doing multiple jobs, um, it might not be a big deal to you if, if, if your margins are right. It sounds like that could be, you know, a viable option for people that have, you know, shorter term projects as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if it's a quick project, you know, real in and out easy, um, you know, it won't cost that much in the whole scope of things. And then you said that you kind of go the, the partnership route. How can you talk to me a bit more about, you know, how you structure that? Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, you know, just find someone that's in, in you know, there's millions of people out there that have money. People you won't even think they have money, you know. Um, people that are retired, they I mean, they got money, you know, put away. Um, you know, find someone that believes in you, trusts you, your, your ability, you know, your hustle. Someone that, you know, um, just that wants to be part of it too. Maybe they want to go over there or they want to be a part of something. Um, and, and they can make a little bit more money that way too than actually just lending the money. So, um, you know, just you got to pitch it to people. Anyone that, you know, think that might be interested. And essentially what would happen is, you know, they would they would buy the property. It would essentially probably be in their name or you could create a partnership, an LLC with a partnership. And um, they're essentially the bank. They pay all the bills. And you're there every day running the job site. And then when it sells, you just split the profits right down the middle. Or whatever percentage, 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever you guys decide. And that percentage, how do you kind of base that that ratio if it's 50-50 or, I mean, how... how I, I think 50-50 is a safe bet. Yeah. It's an easy way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, um, unless, you know, unless the the investor is also doing a lot of the work, you know, it's safe to say 50-50 is, a, you know, usually what most people do. This kind of brings me to my next question. This is something that I've seen a lot of people asking about recently is how do you kind of set up your investment company or your real estate investment company you're talking about an LLC with another person and then I also know sometimes that you personally set up different LLCs for different jobs right so I'm interested to know you know why you do that and you know is it because risk or you know what's the deal with that sure um, yeah so I, like I said I have multiple you know uh, companies and I have, I have both LLCs and corporations and there's their structure slightly differently um, they have different tax advantages um, so as far as that goes, I'd recommend talking to a knowledgeable, knowledgeable attorney and a tax advisor to see, you know, which one's really best for your situation. Now, oftentimes, most people will go with an LLC um, that are in real estate investment just because it's more flexible and it has less restrictions. Um, but I would definitely talk to someone that's, you know, knowledgeable because everyone's situation is different. But no matter what, you definitely want to have one or the other. So you're personally protected. Um, you never want to invest in real estate as a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you're doing multiple jobs, um, I would recommend having you know multiple LLCs, and they're they're easy. They're you know they don't cost a whole lot to set up. You know, a couple hundred bucks, and it'll protect you. You know, once I mean, if you're just starting out, you don't have to worry about this. You know, um, but, you know, if you're doing a multiple 10, 20, 50, 100 homes a year, it's nice to split those up. So if something had happened on one of your job sites, it wouldn't affect all of them. Mm-hmm. And you see that a lot of times in larger uh, commercial um, investment as well. Each each property will be its own LLC only because if they, something happens to that property, they don't want to affect all their other investments. 
Got it. So it's more just kind of an umbrella for each. Yes, absolutely. And it just, it's protect you more than anything. One more question that we have today is from Richard Gohm, 3706. And he asked if there's a way to find deals that are offering owner financing. Now, this one can be a little tricky. Um, you know, there's no real sure way to find these sellers. It's more of a numbers game. Now, depending on the seller terms, I mean, you could get pretty creative with this. Now, now whether it's a long-term hold for the person or, you know, something, it's a short, um, you know, quick like a, a flip or a spec host, you know, something quick like that, could, you could also almost use like the partnership deal that I talked about earlier. You know, if they already own the property, you know, they don't need the money right away. I mean, you could renovate it or they own the land. They can hold that paper. Then you build a house on it and then they get paid when it sells. So I often use that. I use that uh, tactic quite a bit when I'm building spec houses. If someone has a piece of land, I'll work out a deal with them. Okay, well, you will hold the paper on the land. I'll finance the build. When it sells, I'll pay you whatever the agreed upon cost was for the land. So that's a good way of doing that. And you could do that with flips as well. Um, but as far as finding these people, you know, these people really don't advertise that. It's a numbers game. I mean, you have to get out there and you have to ask them. And more than anything, you need to lay out the benefits for them for doing this. Now, what it's, it's a short term, you know, most of the time, these people have been through situations where they can't sell it. So, you know, you make a deal with them. You know, this isn't selling right now, but I'm willing to work with you. I'm going to do this. And when it sells, you'll get paid, you know. Um, if the property's fixed up, it's going to sell faster. If this piece of land has a house on it, it's going to sell faster. So you sell the benefits. And it's the same thing where if it's a longer term, like a commercial building, you do see this quite a bit often too with owner financing. So you got to lay out those benefits. If it's an older person, they have plenty of money and the only thing they're looking for is some steady income right now, that's a perfect scenario. Um, and one of the benefits that you can really sell to these people is the tax advantages. So if they sell that, they're going to get hit with the big capital gains. Um, but instead, maybe you just pay them you know, a couple thousand dollars a month for the property for, say, 10 years or whatever it may be. They don't get a tax hit um, and they get that steady income they're looking for. So... You know, find ways and sell the benefits like anything. Mm. Sounds like a great way to get started if you're definitely looking for a way to purchase something without a lot of money up front. Absolutely. Great. So those are the questions that we got from you guys this week. As always, don't forget to uh, ask Nick any questions that you'd like. Nick, what are you doing for the rest of the week? Um, hustle around here for the next couple days and then Thursday I am off to Miami for the weekend so I'm going to go down there and actually look at um, some properties for the winter I'm looking at you know buying a place down there um, so that's going to be exciting get down in the sun a little bit you know some beaches bikinis you know that whole thing so it's going to be fun uh, but yeah send in your uh, questions on my social media at Nick Estes and I will feature you on next week's episode